I'll tell you though, Emmanuel Sanders lit up. Dude, Malcolm Butler was getting worked with like a two dollar whore at like a hospice center for like yeah. or something, man. He just got whooped all game. Malcolm all Butler game. at the end of the game even congratulated him. <laughs> Welcome to the Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Week 10 recap show, Chris Jakes alongside Jeff Kelly. Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Made a dumb move last night, put in Cooks. Should have kept Landry in there. Should have known that. Now you made the right call, man. I mean... Traditionally, we think of Denver's defense as the no-fly zone, but man, they're just letting anybody fly over that mother effort right now, man. It's the Denver defense is nothing what it has been the last few years, man. They're definitely on the decline. Denver's on the way out, man. That window is closed. So uh, let me ask you this, man: What is the number one takeaway that you're taking away from Sunday's games? The Giants are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something I don't know, man. It looked awful, man. I cannot believe that they played that bad against San Francisco of all teams. Hey, I said that the 49ers went straight up. Yeah, you did. You did, man. For me, I mean, Vance Joseph, man, he's got to be the one that I'm, I'm taking away out of this game, man. I mean, how bad of a coach is that guy right there? I told you that guy's a horrible right. coach. Dude, he is, man. Oh, He was a God. Dolphins defensive coach. I don't even know how he got a job. I've been saying this for a while now. Yeah, you did, man. I mean, you know who he kind of looks like? I mean, look at his face. He has some stupid, stupid-ass expressions. He kind of looks like radio. You know who that is? You remember that movie, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays like a retard? That's like one of the few movies that an actress played as a retard that kind of got forgotten about. But, man, look at their faces. He kind of has that face. He's got a radio face. Yeah. All right, man. So, anyway, let's recap uh, some of Week 10's action, man. Let's kick it off with the Thursday night game between the Arizona Cardinals and Seattle Seahawks, man. Fantasy Recap. All right, man, so the Seahawks take this one in a close, closer game than I anticipated, man, but they pull it out 22-16. to 16. Um, Drew Stanton played pretty decently, better than I thought, man. He actually made Fitzgerald kind of relevant in this one, obviously, too. But uh, Stanton throws for 273 and a touchdown. Larry Fitzgerald had 10 catches for 113 yards, man. What would you think of this game here? Yeah, I was right on AP. It's going to be one of those things. Yes, now that Stanton's going to be out for a couple of weeks, Gabbert's supposed to start next week, so it should be interesting to see how. But I'm sure my, Fitzgerald. My, my uh, prophecy is finally coming full circle now. Yeah. With playing Gabbert. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. So uh, we kind of knew what that was going to be. It sucks that Sherman got hurt. I like him as a player. Baldwin did was doing looking pretty good. Our projection was right on point over 100 TD until he just, I guess, something he couldn't open up. He he came out today and said he couldn't open up. He wasn't able to loosen up his uh, his legs or hammy or quad. He said something because usually he, when he's a breakaway like that, he's going to score on that touchdown nine out of nine times. But that guy caught him, and there's no way because he's a lot faster than that. But uh, we're right. The running backs are no good. They're just gonna, it's going to be a a passing game. Graham got two TDs, leads the league and. For tight ends for catching touchdowns, that's what he'll probably get you. A touchdown a game around there, about 6, 10. Well, he did pretty good in PPR. Got you about 
19 points because he got two TDs. So I'll tell you, man, the two takeaways I have from that game is, one, you, you were right about Adrian Peterson, man. He looked awful. Granted, it was a tough matchup, but when you're getting quarterback play that's, you know, pretty decent, you know, average quarterback play, it's not terrible. You would think that Peterson would have, have been decent at least, man, but, man, he's the true Jekyll and Hyde of running backs right now. And the other thing, is there a bigger pussy in the NFL than C.J. Procise? That guy is a effing pussy. Fragile. Oh, my God, man. Like, he's got twigs for bones or something. Man. He's just terrible. I can't believe. I, man, I was so high on him, too, man. I'm, I'm off the C.J. Pro, Procise bandwagon. I mean, I'm done. You know, he's in my dynasty league. I'm ready to cut his ass and just give up entirely, man. I, I was taken back last year in a few games where he flashed a lot of potential, and he looked really good. He looked like Alvin Kamara of this year in a couple yeah. of games, you know, last year. And I was really hoping that would have carried over, man. But, no, he's just a vagina. I can't. I'm, not, uh, I'm never going to play him. Too fragile. Exactly. All right, man. So, uh, Russell Wilson has a good game in this one as well. Throws a couple of touchdown passes. Jimmy Graham caught two touchdowns in the end zone. Yeah. Any, anybody else you want to hit on in that game? Tyler Lockett didn't do anything for you. I told you it wasn't either in Richardson. I was right on both those guys. Yeah. Baldwin's, Baldwin just had an off game the week before because of the way that it flew, game flow. So, still feel comfortable playing Baldwin the rest of the way. He does have some uh, hard matchups, but he's still the number one guy there. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Let's go to the uh, – one of the surprising games, I'd say, man. Let's go to the Saints and Bills here. Saints – dominate this one, score 47 points. And if I would have said the Saints put up 47 points and Drew Brees wouldn't throw a single touchdown pass, nobody on earth would believe me, man. But they go up to Buffalo, man, take care of business, 47 to 10. Yeah, they did. And uh, the game started nice for McCoy. And then after that, that's all he had. And then I, I'm not sure what happened. Just I don't even know. Aiden yeah. and Kamara, two top running backs this week, one and two. That's crazy from the same team. Well, you know what's funny? And I don't know if you caught this from Friday's preview show, but one of your uh, great picks here was you had a great call on Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara both being top 10 running backs and being great this year. So you must have had, like, LaShawn McCoy, like, on a whole other level, man, because... That was a bold, super it, bold prediction. Was bold. It was super bold, but McCoy finishing with uh, more points than the uh, other two aforementioned yeah. running backs combined. That wasn't for, That was a bold prediction on the pre-show. Yeah, but the, uh, the, the, the hits on uh, Kamara and Ingram in that game for top 10, I think that was probably your best call of the week, man. That was a good, good call right there. Uh, how do you feel about Drew Brees if you own Drew Brees going forward, man? That, that's definitely a running team now. I think some of the matchups they got coming up, there's going to be some shootouts. So, but like I said, I said I wouldn't be surprised if he got you 12 to 15 in a normal game like he has this year, and that's his average, 15 or 14 points this year. He's just not uh, not airing it out, so that kills Michael Thomas, too. You did hit Michael Thomas over 100 still, but that's not not what we're thinking when you draft Drew Brees, when people average position fourth, fifth round. That kind of hurts a lot of teams. Yeah, it does. Especially yeah. when, like, Hunt went in the fourth, Hopkins went in the fourth, and they're two of their top players at their position. Yep. And in Buffalo, man, are you worried about Tyrod Taylor? He did get benched in the fourth quarter in favor nah, of – Nah, you got to uh, bench him. Nate There's Kierman. no reason to play him. Nah, that Saints defense – his guess is a lot better than we both. We thought the Saints had a good defense, but I think they are a lot better than we thought. Well, they definitely were on Sunday. Kelvin Benjamin, I said, don't play him this week, and I was damn right about that. I just yeah, you got think. eight targets, though, four catches. I think, I think it's going to help them evolve, though. I think it's going to help the offense as a whole. I don't think it's going to do any, any good for fantasy owners. How about the Packers and the Bears, man? That was a pretty wild game right there. You had 
Green Bay pulling this one out, man, 23 to 16. Green Bay loses uh, Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones in this game. And it really sucks for Montgomery, man, because he was looking damn good when Jones left. Like I said, Montgomery be the better running back when they're healthy. Montgomery is the better running back. Montgomery just went out because his ribs were a little sore, but Jones is out, so you can drop him for the rest of the year. He's out three to six weeks. You can't play him when he comes back anyways because I do believe Montgomery is still going to be – he'll be fine for next week because he almost came out in the second half. So I think Montgomery's safe to play, especially in PPR leagues going forward. Yeah, and Jamal Williams, the third down, uh, third string running back who came in for those two guys, finishes with 20 carries for 67 yards, man. Just not very good. What about uh, Mitch Trubisky, man? Had himself a pretty good game in this one, 21 of 35, 297, and a touchdown. Listen, man. they let they let the both quarterbacks, like I said, let them air it out, man. You drafted these guys, see what they got. And uh, they let Hundley throw a couple deep passes, and he aired it out, and he did pretty good. Hit Adams on a deep pass, which is pretty nice. Yeah, and surprisingly, Trub- it wasn't Jordy. It was Adams had the big game. Yeah, he likes it. It looks like him and Adams got a little chemistry starting to build up, which is pretty good if you have Adams. Yeah, Adams goes five for ninety in a touchdown, man. Pretty impressive in that in that game because that Chicago Bears defense, like we said, is pretty damn good. Pretty stingy, yeah. And then Trubisky yeah. looked pretty decent. I like uh. I think Inman's a – you should add him off waivers. Like I said, two weeks ago I had Inman before he was even brought around. And, look, he had a couple of targets, 88 yards yesterday, something like that. He's by far their best receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, before we keep going on these other games, because I don't want to have to keep going over uh, some of our predictions from Friday's show, let's just go ahead and take a quick break just to recap some of the preview show's picks here. Nostradamus or Nostradamus. All right, Jeff, you want to take it first on some of your picks from uh, week 10? No, you can go first. All right, man. So, since we just recapped the Chicago Bears and Packers game, man, I do want to say that uh, I had a terrible call on Tariq Cohen. <laughs> and, you know, the first, the first I'll drive of the you, game. I had a terrible call on Howard. <laughs> I know, man. The, the first drive of the game was looking good like uh, until – well, this is what happened, man. First drive of the game, Cohen – uh, I believe it was a catch. Took it for like 26 yards, and it came back on a penalty. But I was like, "All right," but they're getting him featured, man. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's on his way. And sure enough, third, late in the third quarter, I'm looking at the little ticker there. One carry, one yard. I was like, "Mother effer!" Got to be kidding me, man. So bad call by me on Tariq Cohen having having himself a game on Sunday. Some other calls, man. Let's get to uh, let's get to some good ones real quick. All right. And for you and I both, man, if you want, I can just recap all of ours if you want to. You just recap a couple. We don't have to. People know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm saying mine and yours together. Hit a couple good ones. Yeah, hit a couple bad ones. Yeah, man. So some of the good ones we did, me and you were both on Joe Mixon. Had a good week. And I was right on Melvin Gordon having a down week this week, and I think he's going to keep trending down. The thing with Mixon is he got a touchdown and they stopped playing him again. I'm confused what they're going on there, what's going on there. Again, once again, once he gets a touchdown, they I don't know. I'm confused. Let yeah. the kid run. On the other game, we just recapped, too, the Saints and the Bills. I had a good call. Michael Thomas finally eclipsing over 100 yards, and he surely did. And, Jeff, uh, one of the challenges you lost, man, you uh, had Ted Ginn outscoring Michael Thomas for Week 10. Yeah. My, yeah. My boy Ted Ginn had that one catch eight yards. I'll get to my call of the week here real quick, too, where I was right. I said Goff would throw three touchdowns. Robert Woods would go over 100 yards and a touchdown. And I said Sammy Watkins would go, over, uh, would go for a touchdown. All three of those were legit. And, um, yeah, your picks on the Bills and the Saints with the um, 
Ingram and Kamara. That was that was great by you. Said Ebron would do GR right, especially in daily, in which he yep. did. He was super cheap, and then he got a touchdown, a couple catches, 40 yep. yards. Give me one more that you got, man, and then we'll go forward. One more that I liked. One more, the, one more uh, prediction you uh, you scored on right there. That Tate did really well, and Jones was not going to do good. Marvin uh, Jones. Yes, I was down on Jones. Yeah, we both were down on Jones, yeah. I'll tell you what we did horrible on is the triple Bs. <laughs> oh, quadruple my goodness. Bs. Oh, oh, you just wait till we get to that damn game. Oh, my God. That was, that was just that was brutal, man. Absolutely I think that brutal. was for everybody, though. Oh, absolutely. Everybody got that damn thing wrong. <clears throat> Says a lot more about the Steelers, though, than, than uh, I think what we knew going into this past week. So, man, let's go, to, let's go to the Browns and the Lions, since we just hit on Marvin Jones here for a second. So, the Lions, man, it was a close game there for a little while. Everybody jumped out. Everybody got a little scared. They jumped out early. The, the, the Browns. The Browns did, yeah. Yeah, they did. But the Lions take care of business in the end, 38-24. Browns 0-9 on the season, man. What would you think about this game here? Stafford started slow, but then he slung the rock. He balled, balled out for you. I was surprised uh, Riddick started off decent, and, you know, then Amir, uh, they, they did a lot better. Well, I thought Riddick would have a bigger impact. He did decent, but uh, mm-hmm. pretty much like I said, I knew Tate would ball. Jones stepped back with Galladay back. Ebron had a nice little play, but uh, I was surprised. Most of the, the biggest surprise of this game was Isaiah Crowell. Oh, absolutely, man. Crowell goes 16 carries from 90 yards on a touchdown, man. Well, so, Britt did pretty good. Kaiser was actually playing really well against the Lions defense. That's actually pretty decent. He did. He actually did look pretty decent. He did. But the Lions defense still got you 14 points around there, 12, 14 points. So, not that. It's Yeah. I so. hear what you're saying. Yeah, man. Stafford throws for three touchdowns in this one, too. But, uh, yeah. Marvin Jones, you got to sell him, man. We told you guys last week, sell high on Marvin Jones. And I sold him. Yeah. Might be a little late now. So uh, let's go on to the Bengals and the Titans here, man. You got the Bengals losing this one late, man. I was so upset with this because this was on one of my um, upset picks of the week. I still had them plus the Bengals plus four and a half, and that still worked out for me. But, man, the Bengals drop a close one here in Tennessee, 20 to 24. The Titans, Mariota, man. That dude, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big Mariota guy when it comes to fantasy. But in NFL, man, he is clutch down in the red zone there. Yeah, he is, and he even here just sprained his shoulder or something, hurt his left shoulder, but it's not throwing, so he should be okay. The biggest get takeaway from this game is I think if you have Murray, try to sell him again. Absolutely. DeMarco Murray, so high. Three TDs, yeah. Yeah. Dalton throws two, t- two, throws two touchdown passes through the air. A.J. Green finally has a big game here after uh, the whole little fight with Jalen Ramsey. Uh, yeah, he had, but that was like the fourth quarter. He had like a 70-yard touchdown at the end. It was. It was It was a little nervous if you owned A.J. Green going into that game. Or so if you were out, out on the boat or something like that or just hanging out not paying attention and you just see the stat later on, you're like, oh, he did pretty good. Yeah, finishes five for, for 115 and a touchdown. Corey Davis, disappointing, man. I was, I was expecting more from the uh, rookie wide receiver there. Really the whole passing offense and nothing really he did it. He pulled Rashard Matthews cu- did pretty well. He pulled a Tariq Cohen, reaching for the pylon, and fumbled. Yeah. Oh, that was Benny Cunningham, but man. How, or Benny Cunningham, yeah. You know, how stupid is that rule? I That's like it. It's a game. rule. It's a rule. Don't fumble the ball. It's a rule. They need to change If you're, if you're diving for a first down, you let the ball go, and it's a fumble. When no one touches you, it's a fumble. It's a rule. Well, they didn't do it for Cam Newton last week, did they? When Cam Newton kind of hung his, his ball hand was, over. All you got to do is the ball's got to break the end zone, and it's a touchdown. It's completely different. But Benny Cunningham, in his defense, the ball was out lost of his the hands. ball when he hit the pylon. No, the ball was moving out of his hands before he hit the pylon. He one-handed. It wasn't moving. It wasn't moving. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't think it was. I'll have to check the tape on that one, man. All right, how about the Steelers and the Colts here? Steelers, 
Biggest disappointment, man, of Sunday. Absolute garbage fire over there, man. 20-17, to 17, they pulled out to the Colts. And Roethlisberger played like a donkey, but still had some decent numbers. 236, two touchdowns. Man, Le'Veon Bell, 26 carries, 80 yards. Bell's still not there to where we're used to seeing him, man. I mean, when he had that three-week stretch in there, he was getting 30-plus touches a game, and he was doing well, putting up good numbers. But, man, not consistently this year. Kind of no. kind of worrisome. Yeah, a little worrisome, but I think he'll be okay down the stretch. Yeah. Chester Rogers, man. I'm sure everybody played him on Sunday. Finishes as the number one receiver in this game. Six for 104 and a touchdown for the Colts. I like how I said Moncrief would do better than Hilton than he did. He only got one catch for 60 yards and a touchdown, but still that's 18 points if you took a flyer and played him. <laughs> yeah, Hilton finishes two for 26. Uh, Antonio Brown, nothing right home about there either, man. Martavis Bryant could have had a big play. Yeah, Still a couple yeah. overthrows by it's Big Ben, connect. barely. Yeah. Juju came through again, so uh, yes, we, were, we were both down on him. We made a missed call on that, but yeah, Juju that's looks good, sustainable. Man. He looks really good, though. I think he's going to be a, a solid wide receiver, too, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. How about the Colts side on the quarterback, man? Jacoby Brissett, anything, anything you want to hit on there? He, he's – I think his fantasy per point game is about the same as Drew Brees. Yeah. What about Frank Gore, Marlon Mack? Anything you want to touch on them or no? Nah, they are what they are. We were we thought yeah. Mike was going to start doing something. They, if he got a feature role, he might be worth it, but it, I can't play either one. Yeah, I agree. All right, how about the Bucks and the Cardinals? I mean, the Bucks and the Jets. And I thought this game was going to be like a 30 to 27, 27, <laughs> 24, something like that, man. It but, was a true uh, backup dump game. 15 to 10, the Bucks pulled out of home. So Josh McCown, man, 262 and a touchdown. Doug Martin just blows 20 carries, 51 yards. Man, uh, you've been kind of hoping Martin would turn it around because of the, the talent. But, man, are you finally done with Doug Martin? Uh, yeah, I dropped him one league. But he's got a beautiful playoff schedule. So I guess hold on to him see what happens. But that one league I dropped him, I have. Yeah, here's another good, here's another good call for you real quick, too. Uh, Robbie Anderson had four, four for 85 and a touchdown. Um, Anderson was a guy you liked. Deshaun Jackson was a guy I liked on this one with no Mike Evans. He came through as well. And, man, that's really about it, man. None of the running backs looked good. Bilal Powell was a guy a lot of people were high on because no Matt Forte in this Especially game. Especially when Forte was out. I thought he was a great play in daily for 4,000. Started off, got that, got that first drive, got that points, and that's what he ended with, the same thing on the first drive. So I'm not sure what happened there either. It's like I've always said, man. Crowell, Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell, two most overrated running backs heading into draft season this year. All right, how about, um, how about the Vikings and the Redskins, man? This one was probably the most entertaining and pretty damn surprising game of Sunday, I thought, man. I actually really enjoyed watching this one. And what ended up being a pretty close game there, Minnesota was just kicking ass early, just pulling away from a man. Latavius Murray goes 17 for, for 68 and a touchdown. Jerry McKinnon struggled on the ground here. We both liked McKinnon this week, thinking they were going to have to – target him out of the backfield but Adam Thielen just pretty much gobbled up all the yards well, no what I think what happened was is Vikings jumped out to a lead that big and it wasn't really a challenging game when it's when it's a more of a shootout kind of style game you just uh throw to him but when they they jumped down the lead really fast so and then played short field in the first half so then they got in the lead so they never really needed to use McKinnon that much compared to use Murray for a more grounded pound but game script that's true because Murray did get 17 carries in this one uh, what were your takeaways in this game, though, man? It was a pretty entertaining, entertaining game. Stephon Diggs showed up. I thought Keenum might have had a chance to break the record. He had four TDs in the first half and then just fell apart in the second, but uh, they still pulled it out. Yeah, they did. Thielen looks, Thielen's the man there. 
Yeah, Thielen's great, man. He's great. Diggs I mean, he, found the end zone, right? Yeah, he found yes, the end zone for one. So I think Thielen's the guy there. I think Thielen's PPR is a receiver one going the rest of the way. Oh, he's been a one all year. He's been a one since yeah. late last year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's that top getting there in the top tier borderline one. Like in the top, like with Julio. Like you say Julio, you. but I'd rather have Thielen, I think, than Julio. For this season, yeah, probably. Rob Kelly is out in this game. Chris Thompson. Nothing special. Samaj P. Ryan was the best running back for Washington yesterday. Yeah, he could be an interesting ad because I think Kelly's gonna miss a couple weeks. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Where do you think Samaj P. Ryan is going forward for, until Kelly comes back? You think he's an RB two or a flex or where? Ah, uh, nothing. I wouldn't start him if I had him. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie. You wouldn't. I'd, I'm definitely picking him up, taking a chance on him. He looked pretty good. That's a tough Minnesota defense. Yeah, I like Chris Thompson, the only running back to start there. All right, how about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Los Angeles Chargers? Jaguars win this one 20 to 17. Blake Bortles, man, was airing it out yesterday. 51 Again. pass attempts. 51. Over 280, like three games in a row. He might be a streaming option coming up soon. 280 total yards, yeah, and a touchdown. And you got this guy, Corey Grant, man, came out of nowhere for a 56 yard touchdown reception. The only touchdown Bortles threw on the day. But, man, the running backs here just struggle, man. Melvin Gordon, a guy that I've been saying is going to just fall off at some point, man, turning down. Coming off a bye week, man, he still couldn't get anything done. Now, Jacksonville's defense as a whole is a great unit. But their one weakness is running backs. And Melvin Gordon cannot take advantage of that. But his backup, man, Eckler sure as hell did. Yeah, same exact play, same exact draw design, everything. Two touchdowns, same back-to-back drives. Yeah, man, I think... I think it's, it kind of just hits the point home, man, on Melvin Gordon just turning down going the rest of the way of the season, man. He seems to slow down. Like, from his rookie year, his yardage went down, and then, and then last year he got hurt. So that kind of – it's kind of hard to read on that. But anyway. No, like he played last year. He had all those touchdowns. No, after week 13, he didn't play a single game. Yeah, I'm saying, but he, he turned it up. Late in the season? I know what I'm saying is you can't gauge last season because he was hurt. He missed the last Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah. the, the, he missed the, last the rest games. of the way. Yeah, yeah. Eckler, man, does, does it all, man. Ground in the air. Five catches, 77 yards, and two touchdowns, man. I don't think he's going to have a role going forward. I think it's still going to be Gordon's job, obviously. Gordon's still a talent. He's Especially after he put back. that ball on the ground. Pretty much made him lose the game, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Phillip Rivers plays pretty well. Keenan Allen struggles, as expected. Which we all said. But I think Keenan Allen's a great trade target. You think he's a good target? Trade we'll target, get, yeah. We'll get to that later in the week for the, the trade deadline show we have coming up. But, man... Jacksonville just does. I, I mean, without Fournette running the ball, too, Fournette struggles. They still won, man. Still found a way to squeak that one out late. I think, although the Chargers really kind of lost that game, some of the stupid turnovers they had late, and then Jacksonville had some dumb penalties, which kind of brought this game to overtime. But Yeah. Still. All right, how about the Texans and the Rams? The Rams, man, just continue to post 30 points like it's nothing. Jared Goff, man, seven touchdown passes in the last two games because he throws three more here in this one, 355 through the air as well. Todd Gurley, not too many carries, surprisingly, in a blowout, man. Just 11 carries on the day for 68 yards. And Robert Woods, man, had himself a day. Dude, look like Madden, like a Madden video game out there, man. And he's got, like, the little, you know, you get a little jump, spin, moving, all that crap, man. He was just killing it, man. Eight catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Just killed, killed it, man. The Texans, Texans just. The game was a lot closer than it looked because the first half, man, it was a. Uh... People were starting to worry about it, and then a couple turnovers in the second half into the game real fast. Yeah. In the, the other end of the field. 
Two easy touchdowns. Yep, Sammy Watkins finds the end zone here in this one. Texans, man, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, like I said, man, I said I wanted to see how Hopkins would do. I wanted to get at least a couple weeks of a sample size to see how he's going to do without Deshaun Watson. Dude, DeAndre Hopkins is going to keep it going, man. He just still finds it. Too many targets, over 100 yards again. But like I said, man, last year he was getting the same kind of target share. And he couldn't do anything with it. And I now feel like it was all because of Osweiler, but like, but well, even with Savage, that. Savage, it was the same thing with Savage too. But I don't know, man. It's different. I don't know. It's different. But uh, Lamar Miller, man, continues to struggle. Eleven carries, like fifty-six yards. I do like his playoff schedule going up. Do you like Lamar Miller going forward? Yeah, buy low. Oh man, we got some disagreements here. I can't wait till third uh, to the trade deadline show, man. It's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, Anything else you want to hit on? Anybody else? Bruce Ellington finds, an end zone, finds the end zone. Fuller hurt his ribs. Went out. We said trade him a while ago. He's irrelevant. Oh, Foreman can be dropped. Yeah, he's done. He's done for 2017. I, I told you I dropped him in a couple leagues. Yeah, yeah. All right, how about the Cowboys and the Falcons, man? Falcons win this one easy, 27-7. to Dak spends more time on his ass than I don't even know. <laughs> it's going to be hard to play running backs, but I don't even know if it was, it's more the Tyron Smith not play. That killed them. Yeah. yeah um, Alfred Morris gets 11 carries, 53 yards. Man, it's tough. It's tough, that Dallas backfield right now. I still think Rod Smith is going to be the guy going forward. Darren McFadden is clearly the, the odd man out Jack in that rotation. started off hot with Dez, and then I, I just they went away from the pass game. I, I was confused. I don't know what happened. Oh, I know what happened. It's called there was no one blocking the left side of the dad, and Dak kept getting hit every two seconds. Yeah, he did. But I'll tell you, I'm done with Des Bryant. He's, just, he's nothing but a name, I think. He'll have a good game every once in a while, man. But, I mean, no more so than Robert Woods or any of these other guys. That's kind of where he belongs, man. Wide receiver three status, man. That's a running team, too. It's, it's just. No, I think uh, Des will be okay going forward. They just need to figure out that left side. I don't think so, man. I don't, I don't think Des gets, gets three more touchdowns the rest of the way. Not a challenge on that. That he gets more than three? More than three touchdowns? Yeah. All right. Challenge flag. Challenge accepted. Terrence Williams, like we said, was going to fall back to earth, and he did. Cole Beasley, nothing there. Witten, nothing. The whole offense just looked pretty bad, man. Pretty bad. Atlanta side of the ball. Matt Ryan goes for 215, two touchdowns. Devontae Freeman leaves this one with an injury. Hopefully he stays away because he's been garbage and killing people all year. Tevin Coleman, 20 carries, 83 yards, one touchdown. And that's really about it, man. There's really not much. With Freeman's probably going to be out a couple weeks with that uh, concussion. So if you have Coleman, he's, he's definitely in start. He's going to be a top 10, 12 running back. Yeah, true. All right, man, this next game here, the New York Midgets take on the San Francisco 49ers. I would say Giants, man, but they are, they're just not showing up, man. There's little guys running on the field there, man. They got beat down. Simple things we made the call on. Hyde is going to be good. I said the 49ers will win straight up, and Evan Ingram and Shepard. Yep. You said Shepard. We were right on that. That's about yep. all. Yep, for sure, man. Hyde, almost 100 yards on the ground rushing. Shepard killed it, yep, 11 for 142. Ingram with another touchdown there. C.J. Beathard looked pretty decent, 288 and two touchdowns. I was kind of thinking we were going to see Jimmy Garoppolo on Sunday, and still hasn't happened yet, man. Still waiting for that. Marquise Goodwin, man, nice to see him uh, have a big touchdown play after, you know, we, we found out later after the game, the tragic news of his uh, premature infant son, you know, not making it, passing away there. So pretty emotional day for him, and, you know, glad to see him out there making plays. Yeah. 
Yeah. How about the, uh, the beatdown of the week? I thought, man, the Patriots traveled to Denver, man, and beat the No, the, the beatdown of the week was the Saints and Bills, but well, that's the beatdown of the week, but we talk about I the I don't Pats think so. I think the Broncos' defense – all right, the Bills are a no-name defense and really have out, outperformed anyone's expectations. The Broncos were still considered to be a playoff team heading into the season, man, with that defense, and especially after the first few weeks when Trevor Simeon was letting the world on fire there. And now they're nothing, man. They're done. 41-16, to 16, they, get, they lose at home. Yeah, it's, it's hard to beat the Pats, but when you give them short field of within the 20-yard line to score touchdowns, it's pretty easy to win. Yeah, another great call by me here on Deion Lewis, having a hell of a game, and he certainly did with the, not just the running game, but with the uh, special teams as well, man. 104 yard or 103 yard touchdown return in that yeah, one. Yeah, but I'm, I pick. I'm pretty sure you said the Patriot. You said you didn't think the Patriot would cover, and I did pick them to cover. Yeah, that's right. I did not think the Patriots would cover because in Denver, and man, I said they, they would spank them. Well. Yeah. No, that was a good call there, man. Because I definitely. Hey, Osweiler. As weird as this sounds, the score was horrendous. But Osweiler actually looked pretty. Didn't look too bad. He was slinging the rock pretty good. Him and Sanders were on a different page. It looked like they were just playing catch by themselves. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you though. Emmanuel Sanders lit up. Dude, Malcolm Butler was getting worked <sighs> like a two-dollar whore at like a hospice center for like yeah. or something, man. He just got whooped all game. Man. Malcolm all Butler game. at the end of the game even congratulated him. <laughs> Malcolm Butler just shelled himself. That dude just. You know, good for him. He had a couple of nice years there, you know, where he was like elite status, I guess. So, you know, I think it was, that was kind of borderline because you didn't really cover the number one receiver every time. But, man, he has really struggled this year, man. And at five foot eight, I think he, we've already seen the – he's already peaked. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Pretty sure he's on the decline. Burkhead came in, did his thing, like I said. I like yeah, Burkhead. I was surprised on Cooks with Hogan being out that he didn't have a bigger game. But it is what it is. Gronk, I thought, should have had a touchdown – was taken back. Dwayne Allen, man, go figure. He finds the end zone. He would have caught if they would have ruled that as a catch. He'd been down at the one. He got touched at the one. But you were wrong on Gronk having a big day. Yes, I was. I was. Dwayne Allen was the one that had the tight end big day there. Yeah. Both teams. Bennett didn't look too bad either. Yeah, no, Bennett. Yeah, despite having a torn labrum and torn road hitter cuff, according to Green Bay doctors, you know he goes and has a few catches there for you. I kind of like Martellus Bennett as a streamer. Going forward. Yeah, if, if you need tight, you need tight ends. Yeah. There was something else I wanted to hit on this game, man, and it's kind of slipping my mind at the moment. But until uh, I think of it, if I can. You should have uh, touchdowns for players and returns. Uh, yes, I do like that, too. Yeah, you want to hit on that? I know that's something you want to hit on there. Well, I know. I just know a lot of leagues, when you have a player and they kick returns, you don't get the points if they score a touchdown. I think it's extremely hard to return a punt or a kickoff and get a touchdown, so that player should get rewarded with the touchdown. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And the thing I wanted to hit on, too, was it's time to drop Mike Gillisley. He was a healthy scratch yesterday. Now that Burkhead's healthy and playing well, man, Gillisley's just the odd man out, man. What a, what a waste of a How about that trade was. earlier in the year when Norm traded uh, Big Worm, traded Fleener and Gillisley for Kelsey? <laughs> nice job, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse? Well, Norm traded. He accepted that? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty bad. After Pretty that second bad. week or third week. Well, didn't Jesse get him back with the uh, Tyler Eifert trade? That was be- prior to that, before that. That was in our Dynasty League. Yeah. Uh, Which that still might work out better for Norm Eifert for uh, Duke Johnson, but the, who knows? That's the Dynasty League. It's completely different. Yeah, that was yeah prior to, actually. Prior cool. to season. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, too, I wanted to hit on real quick. Tom Brady 
and Bill Belichick both, you know, it's kind of a record, uh, or yeah, a record-setting night, Sunday night. Belichick ties Tom Landry for the third most wins of all time. And Tom Brady pass, uh, breaks Peyton Manning's record for most, road, uh, most wins on the road. So congratulations to them there. And, man, let's uh, – Yeah, Belichick might get the number two, but he ain't going to pass the Don. Oh, nobody is. Don Shula's uh, win total is like the win total of Cy Young in baseball, 511 for him. And th- those are just two records that, man, it's going to be hard to sell. You'd have to be Sean McVay and coach for 40 years to have a shot at Don Shula's record, man, for most <laughs> and, and win over uh, 12 round, 12 games a year probably. Yeah, yeah, it's going to take you a while, that's for sure. Some surprises, though, this week, man. Uh, especially the the Pittsburgh game. That was real, real shitty, man. I was really hoping that they would have done a little bit better, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it happens. Let's uh, let's hit a little up. Waiver wire ads. All right, Jeff. Let's get some waiver wire targets. Some waiver wire ads, man, for week eleven. Jeff, give me your list, man. Who are you targeting off the off the pool, off the week, wire? I think uh, if they're out there, no particular order. order I think Greg. Well, I think if Greg Olson's out there, he's got to probably be your number one target. I think a lot of people are drifting on Danny Woodhead. I think uh, Jamal Williams got to take a flyer, see what happens if he's the starter and no one else is there. He's like some guy I forgot. And then uh, Dontrell Inman is on a bad ad. I don't think either. Like I said, two weeks ago you should have picked him up. I think he has some opportunities. Okay, I like it. Ryan, if you want to. Yeah, I got P Ryan on my list. I got I got him on my list because he's starter. Yeah. I'm going to go. These are the ones. If Eddie Lacy's still available, go pick him up. I think he's going to get another opportunity when he comes back. It's nobody else. Nobody else is going to. And I don't even think he's going to play well. But if you need a running back and there's nobody in the pool, go get Lacy because he's free. I'm sure. Nobody's going to friggin' want anything for him. All right. I'm going with Sammy Watkins as a wide receiver to add this week. Jamal Williams, I agree. Got to pick him up. Samaj P. Ryan, I'm taking a flyer on. Austin Eckler in PPR leagues, I would take a flyer. Deion Lewis, my number one waiver target this week off the wire. Can't believe he's he's only owned in 72% of the leagues, man. Crazy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chargers defense, I think. Do you know Chargers defense is available in 28% leagues too? It's also 72%. I'm a little surprised about that, man. Because I can't really think of – I don't think I can name 10 defenses better for sacks and picks. Can you? No. I don't think so. I was, I was surprised to see that. I mean, that's still a high on, on, ownership percentage, I suppose. But anyway. All right, I, mean, I agree with you, Danny Woodhead. Chargers. I got the Chargers in the league. I like them. Yeah. I know you're a Bosa guy. Uh, I agree with you on Danny Woodhead. And, you know, I, I want to throw this name out there. But I won't. So I guess I'm done. Throw it out there. Eh, it's a real flyer, man. I was going to say, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo if you need a quarterback. Yes, if you have a spot, why not take a chance? Especially with his... Uh, I just he, don't know when he's gonna if he's going to even play this year. I think if you have Gordon, you have to pick up Eckler. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And David Johnson, some, peop- some, some teams did drop him. I would go pick him up as well. Greg Olson, like you said, definitely worth adding. Who are some other guys that were dropped, man? Because there were some other guys that were dropped that are coming back. Malcolm Mitchell may not come back. Otherwise, I would say he's a decent ad with Chris Hogan being out. 
I think uh, a sneaky trade you could try to do if you the guy wants to give him up, try to get acquire Zeke because he might only be suspended four games. They're trying to do something with a four game suspension. Even if you're a good if you're a good team too and you have the flexibility to make a trade for Zeke, he's going to come back for week 16 and he's not going to skip a beat. No, definitely not. I think that he still gets featured right away. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, another guy I would add off the wire would be Rod Smith. A guy you should drop is Darren McFadden. I think you should drop Will Fuller. Yeah, I don't think Will Fuller is going to do much. For some reason, Darkwall still a lot out there. Add him. Corey Coleman, Marcus Lee. I think those guys would be good to add. And uh, I think... Oh, Marcus Lee, uh, absolutely. If you need a streamer just for one game, I think with the right matchup, Portals could do okay for you. He could, man. If you have Cam and that's your guy, you could probably stream Bortles this week. Yeah, you could. You could. I'm going to throw another name out there real quick. How about D.D. Westbrook, man, for the Jaguars? Because when Jacksonville gets behind, man, they're obviously going to throw it. 51 pass attempts in week 10. Maybe. Still not sold. I'm not sold. I'm just taking flyer. How about another really deep flyer, too, man? A guy I, I do kind of like, but I wouldn't trust starting unless I needed to. High upside. High risk. High uh, High risk, high reward. Bruce Ellington for the Texans. Why not? See what happens. I think he's going to get more targets than Will Fuller going forward. Uh, and that's my list, man. That's really it. If Rex Burkhead's out there, go get him. Now let's get into some listener mailbag here. <laughs> mailbag. All right, man. Number one, better tight end option for me going forward in PPR. Austin Safarian Jenkins or Tyler Croft? Jacob in Sedona, Arizona. Man, this is hard. I, I feel like ASJ should be the better option, but I just get worried about him. I feel like Croft is a safer, safer pick. Man, I gotta, I gotta say ASJ in this one, man. I just think that, you know, Croft will find the end zone here time and time again for P PPR leagues. I think more likely than not, ASJ will show up to give you at least, at least five, six points a week. And how about uh, this next one here, man? We got after the Dallas Atlanta game in Week Ten. Should I just avoid the Cowboys backfield? This is from Chris in St. Augustine, Florida. If Tyron Smith isn't playing, I say avoid it, but I still think uh, Rod Smith will be the starter eventually. I think he's the most talented guy, like we've been saying for a while now. I agree, man, 100%. I'm on board with that as well. All right, next one. Should I drop Doug Martin for Jamal Williams of the Packers? Tyler in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I think it's an equivalent drop. The only difference is when Ty Montgomery is healthy, Williams is going to be irrelevant. Martin's still going to get his share, so I'm going to keep Martin. Yeah, and Mar Martin's got that schedule, too. I'm keeping Martin as well. All right, number four, is Samaj P. Ryan worth an ad in PPR leagues? I need a running back right now. I have C.J. Anderson, Melvin Gordon, and James White. This is from Curtis in Stowe, Vermont. Depends who you're dropping. If you have a good rot, some of the drop that's irrelevant, yeah, Adam. It's not going to hurt to have depth at the running back, but if you have to drop a quality player, you're probably going to play with it. Uh, if I needed, you know, I, I'd be, hmm, that's, that's tough, man. For PPR... It's Chris Thompson, the PPR guy there. Yeah, Samaj P. Ryan, I think it's worth a look if you can drop somebody off your roster. I wouldn't drop him over those running backs. If anything, I think P. Ryan would definitely just be a stash. 
And because I, I can't see myself starting him over any of those guys, Melvin Gordon, James White, or CJ. Nope. All right, next one. Is Lamar Miller worth trading for Marvin Jones, Ken in Maysville, Kentucky? I keep Lamar Miller. Hmm. I do not want Marvin Jones. I don't want either, to be honest. But if I had if to choose one. If you had to pick one, one, I'd rather keep Lamar Miller. I think I think I have to agree with you just because with running his, back. Uh, schedule, remaining schedule. And with, and with running backs, I think it's it's better to have a running back that has opportunity, you know. So, yeah, yeah I guess for that reason, I'll go, with, I'll go there. All right. Better wide receiver rest of year, Jarvis Landry or Jamison Crowder? Sam in Arlington, Texas. Um, easy. Landry by far. You think so by far? Yeah. It's been pretty close lately. I kind of like this question. I'm going to have to agree with you, though. I think Jarvis Landry is, as well. But Jamison Crowder, man, nice – Nice little uh, PPO receiver there, man. I mean, he's disappointed a lot this year, but he's starting to, to catch back up a little bit. All right, next one. I need to upgrade my wide receivers. I have Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt. Which one should I trade for a wide receiver, and which wide receivers could one of those guys land me? Rob in Huntsville, Indiana. And this I is love, the PPR uh, league. I love Hunt going forward with his playoff schedule. His schedule is nice. By week, they're going to look good. Fournette looks like he's, uh, I don't know. And I would try to get Hopkins for Fournette. I um, hmm. I think I'm going to go Fournette just because I'm going to keep Fournette and trade well, Hunt. I'm keeping Hunt. I'm trading Fournette. I'm going the opposite just for this reason, man. It's just it's slowly becoming – Andy Reid slowly got his hand on this thing again, man. Just like last year with Spencer Ware, as the season went on, he went more to like a two-back you know, offense there with uh, – for Kendrick West. So I, I just worry with Andy Reid, man, what he's going to do. Is he going to try to rest Hunt, too, a little bit and have more West so, for the playoffs? In Jacksonville, Fournette is their entire offense. They go out pretty much how he goes, even though they pulled one out last week against They've San lost Diego, three games in a Chargers. row because they have not played Hunt a lot. It'll change after the bye week. Trust me on that. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. And as far as targets, uh, I agree with you on DeAndre Hopkins. That's a good one there. And what about a package deal too, man? Like I, I, I would take if I needed wide receivers, like he says he does. How about Juju Smith-Schuster and Golden Tate for one of those guys? Yeah, but you got to find a team that has those two players. Good point. But even on that equivalent, though. Yeah. All right, man. How about moving on here to? I think you're saying get a get a get a, a number two, two number twos. Yeah, just for uh, yeah. All right, next one. I need a consistent starter at running back. It's been Russian roulette all year. My running backs are Doug Martin, Amir Abdullah, and Bilal Powell. Talk about a trio of shit. Which running back do you think does the best the rest of the season? Dave in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Martin Abdullah. Oh. Just because they're schedules. And I think the, the Lions want to try to keep running the ball. They're going to keep trying to run the ball. I think it's Doug Martin. I, I Abdullah and Powell, no thanks, man. I'm passing on you both of those You have to play guys. two of those three, though. Is that what it says? Well, pretty much, I'm assuming he goes, who, who would you play? I think Martins has the, yeah, the I guess schedule. If you had to pick the two out of the three, I would take Martin, and I would cut the other two and go pick up somebody else. How about that? Well, <laughs> I don't care if, who, who they are. I, w- I would pick up Mike Gillisley and just play on faith. Then I would, feeling better about Amir You have more opportunity. The two most opportunity guys are them. Because Powell had the star, and he just fell apart. I'm not sure what happened. I would take Samaj P. Ryan over one of those two, uh, over those two guys. I'm just saying. All right. How about uh, 
This next one here, this is a DFS daily fantasy question here. Better to play a cheap quarterback or a cheap flex? Where should you spend your money? Should you spend, where should you try to save money? At the flex position or at the quarterback position? This is from Ron in Park, Oklahoma. You know more about this than I do, Chris, because you've been playing for a while, but I would think I'd rather have a better flex than a quarterback. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, you can def Flex is where you can make or break your team, really, because, man, you go ahead and have what you – you go ahead example, and have a, kind of a, a foundation I, of your team. I paid for golf and I put plow and it was garbage, but I could have paid for Keenum and played the – like, just say Keenum, I could have picked another back, like a girly, and I would have same, – same bargain price, and I would have crushed it. Yeah, absolutely. Nine, I mean, every single time you're going to want to take the higher upside, low value – quarterback based on the matchup because that's the easiest to to uh, find points you know from a um, that's the best way to save to save money and still get points from uh, that are comparable to some of the upper echelon quarterbacks in daily. Yeah because the one daily I won this week I played a uh, Mariota. Yeah exactly. And the one I had golf I had plow and I didn't really work out well. And just to give you another example too man remember a few weeks ago where the number three scoring quarterback in fantasy had 18 points and there was like Eight guys that were between 15 to 18 points that week. So, I mean, yep. you're not really missing much there. But in the flex position, man, you know, that's that's make or break, uh, I believe. I mean, I like to start my team with the foundation where you have – I like to invest in uh, a good running back, a good wide receiver that is consistent and very good, obviously. And then I like to have uh, a sleeper in there, a low-value, high-upside sleeper. And then at the flex, I pretty much use that to spend the rest of my money to uh, – and make this, make a determination based on matchup and uh, the player itself. Exactly. I had Mariota and Ingram compared to golf and uh, wow, look how that panned out. All right, man. So we actually have a lot of stuff here coming up for the for the week, man. A lot of stuff to get to. We have the trade deadline special coming out this week. We also got some mailbag questions we're going to answer. We got. All right, Jeff. Anything you want to say before we get out of here, man? Now, man, just listen in tomorrow. We're going to release a special show about trade targets, waiver wire ads, and some mail bags tomorrow. Yeah, we got, we got your waiver wires coming out tomorrow. Absolutely. Jeff, I will see you tomorrow, man. Good seeing you as always. Good luck to those who need it for Monday night. And we will see you guys tomorrow, man. See ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Follow us on Twitter at FantasySStudios and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash FantasySportsStudios. Studios.